football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Yes, tis the season for lots of holiday cheer, for lots of bowl games, and in our case, some underdogs. Hope you are doing well. Hope the holiday shopping is under control and get ready for a barrage of college football bowl games, NFL meaningful games that are spread out all over the place. We have got plenty on the plate. It is Three Dog Thursday. I am your somewhat capable host. He is Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper and writer from VegasInsider.com. How you feeling? You got some holiday cheer in you? You ready for all the bowls? You ready for all this uh, big-time postseason football, college, and then eventually the NFL? Yeah, hopefully we bounce back from last week. I mean, the problem is, you know, you back these bad teams, and they keep showing how bad they are, and then one of these weeks all these bad teams are going to come through, so... uh that's why I'm staying away from the bad teams. Yes, you and I uh, were in the very giving mood, the very holiday spirit last week, uh, the the season of cheer and Yuletide, and instead our underdogs were not so good. And in particular, the L.A. Rams. You and I not only backed them, not only did they fumble the opening kickoff uh, at their own five-yard line to give the the Falcons, a walk-in touchdown, eventually find by, fall behind 42 to nothing. They go ahead and get Jeff Fisher fired and deleted uh, all the way out of the way. That's what we get for going with the Rams last Sunday against the Falcons at the Coliseum. Ugly. Well, I'm sure Eric Dickerson is thrilled that Jeff Fisher got fired. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the offense is terrible. They mismanaged the whole Jared Goff situation. They probably shouldn't have drafted him in the first place. And... You know, it just turned out that you know you can only go seven and nine for so long. I mean, there's so many coaches that that keep holding on to jobs and they don't win. You know, you got to there are guys that have done more that get let go. So yeah. you know, in this situation, I think the Rams had to move on from it. Yeah, ugly on that. I thought for a little while that the Ravens might very well uh, get something done against New England. Of course, they fell behind big, but then they were rallying the second half. with the Patriots went ahead and got that win on Monday night. So. We got bageled. You you went with the Browns. Uh, the the Browns not not nearly good enough against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's looking more and more like zero and sixteen that we're going to see this for the second time in the modern era, free agency era of football, which is incredible that a team's going to go the whole year and not win a game with them at zero and zero and thirteen. So it's safe to say you're not going to take the Browns for this week. I don't you know. know I'm, yeah, I'm done with stay, that. We'll stay I'm away from them. from them. I think they're finished with them, and their fans are finished with them as well. All right, so we'll get to the NFL a little bit later on in the show. Hey, before we get to the picks this week, Army-Navy last week, both of us stayed away from Army as the underdog, but we talked about the pageantry of the game. We talked about the 15-game Navy win streak. Kevin, just give me a quick comment, because I've got some of my own. What a great win for Army. You talk about... Um, neat situations and things that you're going to remember. When you haven't beaten your rival in 15 tries, what a moment for Army to pull that game out in the fourth quarter. Well, but here's the other thing, too. You know, Navy played without their starting quarterback, and they still took the lead in the second half, which was pretty amazing. But, you know, looking at the overall, that Army was off for a month. And they had a month to prepare for this game while Navy's coming off of this blowout loss to Temple, which was kind of, in a sense, like their biggest game of the year, to go to the Cotton Bowl, perhaps. And they end up losing. And now you got to get ready for your rivalry game with only six days to prepare. So 
Obviously, Army had the advantage there. Navy doesn't have their quarterback. That it just turned into a perfect storm. And it was funny that Army was still losing in this game, you know, after they built the early lead. But, uh, you know, good for Army to get the win. And for Navy, it's just a bad end to the, to, uh, to the season. Yep. How about 11 consecutive senior classes at Navy could say, we never lost to Army? I mean, think about that for a half second for the audience, for Kevin, for everybody. And then Army finally wins a game after 15 losses. They win in the series. So, uh, yeah, the, the rivalry renewed there and the pageantry of getting to watch those teams stand there again and arm-in-arm with the alma maters of each school. Uh, neat. Neat to watch that. So that was the big marquee college football game last weekend. And I, I realized the 1AA playoffs were going on last weekend. Their semifinals are going on this weekend. So you got all that happening. But we've got bowl games that are also going to be happening. And I want you to begin. Well, where do you want to begin for uh, this first Saturday? Lots and lots. I think there's 392 bowl games, something like that. As we begin picking underdogs in college football with the bowl games, where do you want to go first, Kevin Rogers? I guess we'll begin with the Cure Bowl in Orlando with Central Florida playing Arkansas State. And Central Florida was a team that went 0-12 last year. They were a disaster. They brought in Scott Frost out of Oregon and put some life into this program. And they ended up winning six games, you know. And, look, it seems like an average year for anybody. But for them to go 6-6, six and six, six more wins than last year, so it's obviously a major, uh, a major upgrade. But at the same time, though, when you look deeper into UCF's schedule and their wins, all six of their wins came against non-bowl teams. All six of their losses came against bowl teams. <laughs> so when they play teams that they should beat, Cincinnati and Tulane, you know, teams like that, they beat them, UConn. But then when they play better teams inside of their conference, they end up losing. And uh, they played an Arkansas State team that actually started 0-4 out of the gate. That, that was pretty much a disaster. But then they finished the season with seven wins in their final eight games. So that was good to see. They beat Troy, who... Uh, is in a bowl game as well out of the Sun Belt. And I also look at it like this. Even though UCF, I'm sure, is excited to be in a bowl game, you're staying in Orlando. You're not even going to you know a different place. And I know it's very hard to probably play, in a sense, like a home game that you want to get out of town. So i got to think that uh, for Arkansas State here, you're getting some value with some points. The team is playing better right now. And for UCF, I mean, they play to their – in a sense, they don't play to their competition. They beat up teams they should beat, and teams are better than them. They lose to. So I'm sure Arkansas State isn't that much better, but they're not that much worse. So I'll take the points of Arkansas State. And to your point, the last couple of games that UCF was playing, they played Tulsa at home, and Tulsa ran all over them, had two running backs that go for 100 yards each plus in that game, and Tulsa beat them in Orlando. They then, they haven't played, and it's the same thing with Arkansas State, although Arkansas State did play on the championship weekend, so they they played one week later than UCF did, but UCF played Thanksgiving weekend against USF, and Quentin Flowers, the quarterback for USF, for the Bulls, ran all over UCF again, so you would have to think the run game for Arkansas State is going to have success uh, in in this game. Uh, UCF's got a fantastic uh, dual-threat quarterback, a guy that's uh, played pretty well throughout his freshman year. Didn't break any records or anything, but Mackenzie Milton is his name. He's a kid from Hawaii that Scott Frost brought with him to UCF as the first-year coach. So we'll see. And you never you never really know in these bowl games when teams have had three or four weeks off. We'll say that as a theme over the next two or three weeks, who shows up or what. But it is kind of a home-away-from-home game situation for 
uh, UCF and Orlando for that matchup. So you'll take the Arkansas State Red Wolves uh, in this matchup. Uh, and then I believe you and I are going to agree on this next Saturday college football bowl game underdog. I'll let you say it first. Who is your second doggy? Because I think you and I are agreeing. I'm going to go with the Aztecs of San Diego State against uh, Houston and the Las Vegas Bowl. And you know it's easy to say, well, Tom Herman's gone, so Houston's going to pack it in, and that's it. But there's more to it than that. Like That's just an easy angle, but uh, there's more to it, I believe, than that. Number one, this is a Houston team that last year played out of their minds. They went to the Chick-fil-A Bowls and underdog, and they surprised Florida State and really put together a nice game and won as an underdog. Now you're playing in the, on the first day of the Bowls in the Las Vegas Bowl where you're a favorite. I'm sure, yeah, it's nice going to Las Vegas, but with Tom Herman leaving and Houston really was, I don't say a disappointment, but they ended up kind of underachieving after having such high oh, yeah. hopes after last season. Uh, they went 0-6 ATS down the stretch as a favorite. The only cover they had in the final seven games was that upset of Louisville at home. They were like a 14-point underdog uh, at home to Louisville, and we see how Louisville's kind of falling apart too. But I just look at it that San Diego State, they won the Mountain West two straight years. They came back to beat Wyoming to win the Mountain West title. And this is a team that is now, in a sense, kind of trending up, that they're playing very well and they're staying out west, where for Houston – with them, you know, going to Vegas, it's an easy place to get distracted. You know, your coach bailed on you, and you're playing in a game that's that's so much lower than what you had last year. I got to think it's hard for Houston to get up for this game. All right, and there are several other factors. I'm going to agree with you on Three Dog Thursday about the San Diego State Aztecs. Donnell Pumphrey, the running back, is probably the best running back that most of the country does not know a whole lot about and did not see a lot of his games because he was playing late night. Uh, in the Mountain West Conference, not a lot of times on national TV. Uh, again, they, they won their conference championship game. I like them anyway, and I, I will focus in on Tom Herman uh, taking off and leaving this team, and they've had some turmoil. Now, the one benefit is that Houston has now elevated Major Applewhite to being the head coach, and he was already on staff as the offensive coordinator, so that helps their cause with the coaching transition. Here's the other thing, though, for the Cougars. They, they lost their mojo, especially away from home. You called the Navy upset on Three Dog Thursday when Navy beat them earlier in the year as like a 17-point underdog or something like that. SMU decisively beat them in Dallas. Memphis in the final regular season game of the year uh, eliminated Houston from any hope of winning their division by beating them uh, at the Liberty Bowl and racked up over 500 yards of offense uh, in that game in doing so. I don't think Houston's the same team anymore uh, that we saw maybe earlier in the year, and I think San Diego State will get them and will win this game outright. I will take the three-and-a-half points uh, with you in this matchup for the Aztecs in Las Vegas. Uh, Greg Ward Jr. is a fantastic quarterback. They've got some talented, big physical receivers. But, I, but Kevin, I don't think defensively Houston is that good, and I think Pumphrey and San Diego State will have a lot of success. You and I agree they're going to have success, and they're going to get after them come Saturday. I think so, too. And also, you know, on the flip side with San Diego State, playing a team like Houston that was in the Chick-fil-A Bowl and that you know, started the season beating Oklahoma and had a lot of things going their way that I'm sure San Diego State wants to prove to the rest of the country that they are a team that is a quality school out of the Mountain West, that, uh, you know, they're no fluke. After winning it last year, they had a slow start to last season and then picked it up 
And this year, pretty much, uh, you know, towards the end, they didn't play that well. But also, the other point, too, I forgot to mention, this is the first time all year San Diego State is listed as an underdog. So now you're getting points with this team that have been laying a lot throughout the year. Even they were laying points at Wyoming in the Mountain West Championship, but now they're getting points for the first time. And I think that, uh, you know, again, I know people will play that angle of, of Herman leaving, but at the same time, it's really hard to make a case for Houston because I just don't know where their head is, and I just think the motivation's gone. That's pretty incredible uh, what you just listed there, and this is why we have Kevin Rogers with us from VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper and writer, that like with the exception of Alabama, who else went through their whole slate, including a championship game, and was favored in every game? Uh, you know, and maybe Ohio State was that way all season long. I would not know without looking. You would maybe know better, but... I mean, other than Alabama, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that would have gone through the whole year and not been an underdog once in a game. But the Aztecs, that's the case for this matchup. Pretty fascinating on uh, on that point and on the numbers. Okay, so you're going to save one more NFL underdog, correct, for our final segment. That's two for you, yeah. right? So you're going to go NFL underdog. I am going to go along the same line of thinking here, and this game will be played before our next Three Dog Thursday show. I, at the risk of being considered a homer or being biased, I am going to go with the Memphis Tigers in the Boca Raton Bowl against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. I, I, got, I like the alma mater in this particular spot for the same line of thinking. Western Kentucky's head coach Jeff Brom takes off for the Purdue job, the Purdue Boilermakers, and leaves the WKU program. And so now they've got an interim coach situation and full disclosure, Kevin, I worked the Conference USA Championship game on TuneIn Radio where Western Kentucky defeated Louisiana Tech, and it was a track meet, 58-44, not a lot of defense being played by either team. Look, WKU's got skill position guys. I think their their quarterback, Mike White, is pretty good. The reason I say pretty good is when he faces tougher defensive competition whether it was at USF where he was before he transferred or at WKU, he has tended to struggle. I don't know that Memphis plays great defense in this game, but the fact that the Brom brothers, because Jeff Brom's brother, uh, Brian Brom, also left with him, they're gone, the offensive minds to make the adjustment. Memphis has got an advantage here. I have to believe they've got an advantage. They've got a talented quarterback in Riley Ferguson. They've got some veteran skill position players of their own. I will take the Tigers in Boca Raton, Florida, in the Boca Raton Bowl, plus the five points in that game coming next Tuesday night. Uh, Western Kentucky, by the way, has hired the Notre Dame offensive coordinator Mike Sanford as their new coach. Sanford is not going to coach this bowl game. He'll come in afterwards. Do you have a quick thought here before the timeout that uh, WKU, some explosive players, Anthony Wells, excellent running back, some explosive players, but I think they might be in a bit of a funk in this game without their head coach, and I think Memphis could get them in this bowl game. I mean, I agree on that point. The only reason why I think it'd be different than Houston, not saying that I don't you know, have faith in Memphis, but as the only reason why I think it'd be different is because Western Kentucky is coming off of a championship victory where there's still something to play for, even with their head coach leaving, you know, as opposed to with Houston, where it was like last year they reached their goal, and this year was a disappointment. So now we got to finish this thing off where – with Western Kentucky, and that doesn't mean they don't win the game and not cover. I mean, they just still win the game by three, and Memphis covers, and then it works out for everybody. But yeah, I understand the whole coaching situation, just like with Temple also, that you say that will Temple continue, will they want to just finish the season off on a good note, even if their coach left. And, you know, again, 
you know, a lot of players, I think, have this certain thought of, oh, this guy left. Forget about him because he left. Or other guys saying, okay, he went for a better job. We understand. We're Western Kentucky or we're Temple or one of these schools or even mm-hmm. Houston. He went to Texas. So that's kind of where I don't know if a lot of guys would re- – I think it all depends on how you do it. And we've seen in the past, you know, if you say, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, and then you leave out of nowhere – Maybe these guys get upset. We don't know the thoughts because the players could say, it's fine, we understand, and we'll continue to play our game and move on. So here's what will, Here's what will concern me again. Nick Holt is the defensive coordinator who's the head coach. Again, the head coach, Brom, and the offensive coordinator, his brother, have left. So if the offense begins to struggle, who's helping them out and who's been calling the plays? That would be a problem. And I'll give you the perfect analogy. A, a year ago with the alma mater, the Memphis Tigers, Justin Fuente had left as the head coach and the play caller at Memphis. Paxton Lynch was the quarterback. And granted, they stepped up in competition big time playing Auburn out of the SEC. But Paxton Lynch was lost in that game without Fuente and without being able to make adjustments. So you just don't know if WKU begins to have problems on offense, who helps them out in that bowl game next Tuesday. Again, that one is not not on the weekend, but it's before we come back on Three Dog Thursday. So I will take the Memphis Tigers in the game in Florida in the bowl game plus the five point. Am I just quick comment? Am I leaning way too hard towards the alma mater? Am I trying too hard here? Am I am I waving the uh, blue and gray pennant way too much? Or am I okay? Am I all right? Am I good? No, I mean, you got good reasoning. You got good reasoning. All right. I'm, I'm just trying to back them just a little bit. All right. So there are some college underdogs. Kevin, stand by. We've got NFL uh, underdoggies to, to go here. Both of us are backing a couple of AFC teams. Let's find out who we like for our third underdogs as we continue. Stay with us. Golfers, the holidays are coming up, and if you're looking for a great gift for you or someone you know who loves golf and golf apparel, have we got a deal for you. You need to check out the brand names and how it will all be delivered to your doorstep through the website shortpar4.com. Who likes going to the stores, especially this time of year, to shop for shirts, pants, sweaters, gloves, etc.? Well, shortpar4.com eliminates that need, delivering clothing every month right to you. And we're talking about the biggest brand names out there like Under Armour, Travis Matthew, Oakley, and many more. We just got a box delivered from shortpar4.com with over $150 in brand name items and apparel, and it was just $45. Still need more? Okay, because you're listening to this as part of Championship Weekend through December the 12th, shortpar4.com wants to take 50% off your first box delivered. Just use the promo code CHAMP at checkout or go to shortpar4.com slash CHAMP and get more details. Again, golfers, save 50% off your first box of big brand apparel with the code CHAMP. Stay out of the stores and let shortpar4.com deliver to you now. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reed. Yes, we do continue. It is the only digital radio show devoted to picking underdogs in college football and the NFL. And it is bowl season. Happy bowl season. I'm T.J. Reeves. He is senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers. Do you agree with me that there are too many bowl games? Uh, and that we, we could, It would be better if there were at least, let's say, seven to ten less of them. They would mean more. It would be better teams. It would be better bowling if that was the case. You agree that there's too many? Yes, yeah, so you don't need to have six and six teams playing each other for a bowl. You don't need that. 
And we and we've even had occasions where they're not only six and six, but one of them six and six, and one of them's five and seven. How is that something worthwhile? Except for those that like to, you know, short term invest on football. So college bowls cranking up this weekend. That'll be a part of this show over the course of the next two or three weekends with Three Dog Thursday. Uh, and also the NFL is always part of this as well. So, uh, Kevin, uh, again, we suffered last week, both of us, not being able to come up with an NFL underdog. We are pledging to do better, and there are a litany of games this weekend. All of them, uh, I would say uh, probably about nine or ten of them, have some form of playoff implication right now. So where do you want to begin on Three Dog Thursday with an underdog in pro football? I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. They're in Minnesota against the Vikings, and I've been burned a couple times by the Colts this year, but I think this is where they kind of change their luck, that they're coming, lack of a better term. There you they, go. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to even or say luck, that. Or uh, luck changes his luck after a bad loss at home to Houston last week. I agree. Yeah, and uh, this is a team that's bounced back well from uh, from a loss. They're 5-1. and one straight up against the spread off a loss this year. So they normally will come back and play a lot better. And the Colts still have an outside shot. I know they're not going to win the uh, division. Now they lost the tiebreaker to Houston, but they still have an outside shot to do it. So I think that, you know, they're still going to play pretty well uh, down the stretch. And also they've been pretty good on the road of late. And I know they've beaten the Jets, you know, which is not something, you know, to really celebrate. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other uh, victories, you know, over Tennessee on the road. They lost that close game to Houston. I just think that uh, here with Minnesota beating Jacksonville last week was really isn't that big of a deal. Minnesota's offense has still struggled. They've had to depend on their special teams and defense for a lot of things uh, so far this year to carry their offense in a sense. And for Minnesota coming off this win last week, they still haven't been great since their uh, fast start to the season. I think that the Colts here – with the points, I think, are worth uh, a strong look against Minnesota. Well, and, uh, you know, again, Andrew Luck, a midweek shoulder and elbow issue. Remember, he had the concussion uh, a couple of weeks back and Thanksgiving weekend, not able to play in the game with the Steelers. And it's kind of as he goes, so go the Colts. I mean, he was brilliant in the Monday night game with the Jets as they pulverized them. And this is this is still a team with playoff uh, aspirations. I like this game a lot, too, but you and I are already agreeing on one college game, so we're going to be diverse here. But I, I, I'm not overly impressed with Minnesota. And don't give me the Jacksonville road win as meaning anything because uh, they had already lost, what, eight in a row. Now it's nine in a row uh, on the losses, I think, uh, for the Jaguars. And Minnesota barely beat them in the, in the fourth quarter of that game. Um, not overly impressed with the Vikings. I, I, I agree with you. I like this spot here for Indianapolis. But I, I will go with another underdog this week. And I'm going to combine two things. Maybe I'm in denial here. and Maybe you should help me out. But I went last week with Denver at, at Tennessee, at Nashville, because I believe they were the better team. They got off to a slow start. They got behind. They tried to rally. They had chances in the fourth quarter. And Tennessee hung on to beat them. Kudos to them. Great turnaround for Mariota. DeMarco Murray, a, a better uh, defense than most give him credit for. Tennessee won the game. They're 7-6. and six. They're in the playoff hunt. I still think Denver is good, and Denver is at home. And I went against the Patriots on Three Dog Thursday last week, Kevin Rogers, for the Monday night game with Baltimore. I thought Baltimore would hang in, if not upset them. But the bottom line here is now New England goes to Denver, 
New England still trying to secure home field advantage in the AFC. Denver fighting for their playoff life in the wild card and still alive, by the way, to win the West and to potentially even get a bye if they win the West, if they can win out. Denver getting points at home uh, for what it's worth, rematch of the AFC title game last year without Peyton Manning, obviously, who's retired. I'm going to go back to the Denver Broncos. I'm combining two shortcomings last week where I took Denver and where I went against New England. I'm going to combine that again this week on Three Dog Thursday. That's a huge game in the AFC. Uh, how wrong am I here going uh, Broncos at home at uh, at mile high against the New England Patriots? What do you think? Well, I'm not going to call it wrong because nothing's happened yet. But, uh, you know, when you look at the Broncos, they did do a pretty good job of Marcus Mariota last week. And obviously, we know Tom Brady and Marcus Mariota aren't the same. But uh, defensively, they did a good job. It's just about getting their offense going. And their offense really, you know, hasn't been great recently. Um, And now Trevor Simeon's back at home where, you know, I know they've lost to, you know, Atlanta already at home. And, you know, they, they're not as strong, it seems like, at home as they, they used to be. But uh, at the same time, I, I mean, I don't have a huge problem with it. I mean, you look at New England, and they, they just keep on winning. And, you know, New England's in this revenge spot after losing the AFC Championship last year. But, of course, no Gronk is going to hurt them. And, right. You know, how often do you get to take the points with Denver? At, well, home? at home, especially. And, and look, Brady is phenomenal. Uh, include, you love those stats. How, how about the regular season stat against AFC opposition when they won Monday night? That made them 51-1 and in the Brady era straight up against AFC teams in the regular season at home. Forget about playoff games, just regular season games at home, and he's throwing the ball to Chris Hogan. He's throwing the ball to to another rookie in Malcolm Mitchell from Georgia, Martellus Bennett. They're still good. I just, uh, Denver will crank the defense with Vaughn Miller uh, and company. I know Chris Harris got hurt on the cheap shot in the Tennessee game where the Tennessee receiver Harry Douglas dove at his knees and it started a fight. I I just like all the buildup and the trappings around this game, and I will take the Broncos at home in the AFC Championship game rematch with New England again, Denver's got a lot of motivation because they can still, still, possibly win uh, the AFC West. Here, it is still open for that. If they win out, they've got a great chance because they play Kansas City and Oakland head to head in the last two games to win the West, have a home game if not a bye. So again, that's an important game. We just got a couple of minutes left uh, here on Three Dog uh, Thursday, and you know there's some other games with playoff implications. We mentioned the Raiders; they're playing in San Diego. Chiefs play Tennessee at home. I looked at that uh, for Three Dog Thursday purposes with the with the uh, Titans getting five and a half points. I just like Kansas City too much as a home team in that spot. There, Kevin Rogers. Uh, so I, I stayed away from the Titans on Three Dog Thursday at Kansas City in that game. Man, tough spot. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are coming off this big win over the Raiders. They kind of owned the Raiders the last few years. And, you know, with Tennessee off this win over Denver. Yep. You know, I kind of feel like that's a game where the Chiefs either roll them or, or Tennessee beats them. I don't know if, if the Chiefs beat them by four. I don't know if that's going to be the, the Chiefs. The Chief, if I interject, the Chiefs don't seem to blow anybody out. It's always seemingly a close game with them for the most part. It is. It definitely is, but you know, at the same time, I don't love the game because I, I guess I look at it like it should be higher. But then I feel like I'm going to take Tennessee to try to be smart, and the Chiefs will destroy them. You know, so that's where I'm just like, I just don't feel great about. Stay it. away, stay away on that one. And again, my Buccaneers will be in Dallas. Uh, who that? Who had this a few weeks ago that this game would be flexed to a Sunday night game? 
I'm part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast, and the Bucs have won five in a row and will now play the Cowboys coming off just their second loss of the season in that game on Dallas on Sunday night. Bucks getting a full touchdown. I'll stay away from that. And even Saturday night, uh, you're on the Miami Dolphin uh, broadcast, Kevin Rogers, and they've got a large one with the Jets. Their hopes for the AFC wild card riding now on backup quarterback Matt Moore. It looks like for this game Saturday night against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets an underdog at home, so a lot of playoff implications in all of these different games, including um, uh, the Monday night game where the Redskins and Carolina are both in must-win mode for playoff purposes. So we'll see how the NFL slate uh, settles out. You'll go Colts on the road, and I'll go Denver at home for the finish-up of the underdogs. And, Kevin, the, with the bowl season starting, with the NFL playoff push down to the end of the regular season, I know you've got all kinds of great information, facts and figures, and more at VegasInsider.com. Tell the fans more about it. Yeah, VegasInsider.com right now. Our bowl central pages are up where you can go through each week in the bowls and go through – you know, records, uh, bowl records, uh, line movements, all that stuff as it all, you know, populates going through towards, you know, these opening bowls and getting to the better bowls towards the end of December and then towards the new year. Also, NFL, we have three weeks left in the regular season before we hit the playoffs. And also, uh, college basketball conference play will start at the end of December, which will be really exciting. NBA is rolling on. So a lot of really great things at VegasInsider.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at TwitBI. Yes, indeed. Check this man out as well at VI Rogers on Twitter. You can also follow this show at Three Dog Thursday on Twitter. And again, on the underdogs for the bowl games, Kevin likes Arkansas State Saturday in the Cure Bowl against UCF getting five and a half points. We agree. Kevin and I both go San Diego State in the Las Vegas Bowl with Houston getting three and a half points in that one as our underdog i'll take memphis on the game next tuesday again the game is not on the weekend but it's before we come back on three dog thursday for next week prior to christmas i'll take the tigers plus the five against western kentucky in the boca raton bowl nfl kevin's got indianapolis at minnesota plus the four for the andrew luck led colts and i will go denver broncos to win the game with new england at home and i'll take those three points as well in the game at mile high so those are our underdogs for for this week kevin happy bowling with all the bowl games and the barrage of those and all the nfl enjoy the football we thank you for the time the insight the analysis and we look forward to the football this weekend on three dog thursday all right thank you tj there is kevin rogers i'm tj reeves again check out this show online at three dog thursday.com follow us at three dog thursday the only digital radio show devoted exclusively to underdogs is three dog thursday we'll talk to you next week